Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a sweet 16-style bracket, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide he steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We've pinpointed the year, 1999. We've taken a trip back in time. We've grabbed all the hits from that year and we've brought them back. And we're going to figure out what is the best banger of 1999. That is correct. And here in group C, we have the number two seed, Mambo number five, going up against the 15 seed All-Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, Mama number five, obviously by Lou Bega. I know you all knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to make sure you're aware, that is uh, Mama number five by Lou Bega, not Mama number five by Bob the Builder. We'll get into that in a second. And then we have the seven seed Smooth Santana featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 fame. And then we have the 10 seed Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Cody, where you want to start with this? <sighs> I mean, dealer's choice, Nick. These are all some of the most prime cuts of music you can find in the whole animal. I mean, if, an- butch- if music was butchery and we were butchering up this hog, this is all prime cut, dude. You this got T-bone steaks, you got prime rib, you got sirloin, you got ribeye. It's just preference. All yep. we're talking about, it's all good. What's your preference? What you want? What you're trying to get here? I mean, I, I think we start with smooth because that's the reason why we're here. Last year, Literally, probably a year ago, almost to the day, Cody and I set out to decide what was the best summer banger of all time. We went through each year. You can go find that playlist, FCP Summer Banger. Mm -hmm. And we actually have a playlist for this year as well, which we will link off to. We looked through the list very quickly and and maybe to our own, what we're now understanding, maybe haphazardly. Yeah. We were fools. We were young. What's the best song? What's the best song of night? What's the best song of summer 99? We saw smooth in there. We saw a few others and we're like, yeah, let's go smooth. Let's go smooth. We grabbed it out, put it in the, put it in the thing. And then we, we even said in that, in that season that maybe we need to go back. And here we are, we're going back and we are answering the question is smooth the best song or could it be, man, I feel like a woman, which going through my theory of music that spawned and is 1999 sets so many seeds for where we are today. We cannot. This one is easy. This one I'm not even making a stretch on. Mm-mm. Without Shania Twain, we don't have Taylor Swift. Without Shania Twain, we don't have Megan the Stallion. Yeah, I'm looking at you, right-wing people who love Shania Twain. This is your fault. You can't ride the coattails of Shania Twain and be mad that we got all these. So you no. This- WAP WAP is because of Shania Twain. Because of man, I feel like a woman. Man, I feel Direct like a woman correlation. Walked- so WAP could run. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're you're being a little wild, but you're also not wrong. The biggest difference here is this whole song is just about a girl. Like, it's a literally just about a woman saying, like, I am taking charge. I'm going to tell you what I want. Here's the things I'm about to do. Fuck yourself if you want, if you think I'm going to do anything differently. And you're going to tell me that, once again, this song and WAP don't share that exact same energy. Yeah, it's the same song, except... Slightly different. One's a lot wetter. That's the only difference. Yeah. You tell me what's the difference between, yeah, I want to scream and shout, no inhibitions, make no conditions. How's that different from park that big Mac truck in this little garage? 
It's the same thing. The same thing. Except in this case, Shania Twain has said, make no conditions. It does appear in that Cardi B has some conditions of where you are going to park that Big Mac truck. (laughs) It's very, she wants you to park it in one place specifically. Yeah, she is making conditions. But Uh, okay, here's the deal, Nick. You hear, let's go girls, or you hear that smooth riff. Which one are you getting more excited about? I mean, I, okay, that's the problem is I do feel this is, this is one of those times where it sucks that there are just two dudes who run this podcast. Yeah. Because I, I'm going to say smooth, but I'm also not a female. So I don't know what it's like to hear Shania Twain say, let's go girls. And how much more pumped I'd be about like, because also I don't think that there's a single friend group that Shania Twain couldn't fit into. Absolutely. Here's the deal, Nick. I'm actually leaning towards, man, I feel like a woman on this song. And here's why. I hate the corporate country world, but for some reason, Shania Twain had got her fingers in me, dude. I can't. I love Shania Twain. (laughs) Why is that? I don't know. And I'm not upset about it. No. And that's fine. I, Shania Twain is fantastic. I, like I said, there's, I think what's either amazing and or sad. And that's always the hard part to know about when you like, look back on things is like how in 1999 Shania Twain was like treated as like a revolutionary act. Mm -hmm. They're like, look at this woman telling us that she's going to have fun tonight. This is insane. Let's make her (laughs) a star. What? Women have fun at night? What? Without men? What? This is amazing. No one's ever talked about this before in 1999. (laughs) And then so Shania Twain's like, was like, hey, do you guys mind if I talk about like, just wanting to go have a good time? No one's ever done this before, Shania. Shania, are you this, sure you want this? That this will probably fail if we're. You know that people are like Shania. I don't know if you want to talk about this. This is. I don't think anyone's going to connect with you on this topic, Shania. She's like, just give me a chance. I mean, this out al- the album that this comes from fr- from a pop culture lens, if you will, uh, is one of the greatest selling albums of all time. But also, so is the album that Santana's Smooth is on. These are fuck. Once again, once again, we're in the same paradox as the no scrubs believe situation where if we just had the, if we just would have seeded this ourselves, maybe this would have been more fair. Cause we don't seed these brackets. We put them into a, we pick the songs, we put them into a random number generator. And here we are in a situation where these songs deserve the research, the go back in, listen to them, see what gets the people going. I, I never, okay. All right, all right, 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 right. We are in this situation. We can't, we can't think about what ifs. We can't deal in what could have been, Nick. You're scared. We're scared is what this is, right? We're scared well, to pick one. Yeah, because- You know who else was scared? Sit right down, Nick, it's time. We're going to take a magical ride. We're going to Cody's Cartoon Corner. Welcome to Cody's Cartoon Corner. It is where I talk about cartoons that I really enjoy. 1999 was a- Magical year for everyone. It was a magical year for music. You know what else it was, though? It was a magical year for, you guessed it, cartoons. Nick, today we're going to talk about Courage the Cowardly Dog. This black horror comedy cartoon came out in 1999. Did you know that, my dude? Did you say black horror? That's what it's categorized as, black horror comedy. Now, Courage the Cowardly... Wait. Oh, I... Dog, I don't know why, but I was... Black comedy horror. Sorry, I missed No, I was thinking of Courage the Big Red Dog. <laughs> That and I was is... like, 
That's Clifford. What? That's Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, That's completely Clifford, different Yeah, cartoon. sorry. Clifford the Big Red Dog. We're and talking so- about Courage the Cowardly Dog. This car- this little pink dog, he grew up with, well, I, an older couple, but he taught me what it was like to stand up to your fears. He would do anything to protect them, even though they weren't very nice to him. Well, Eunice wasn't very nice. Anyway, Nick, what fond memories do you have of Courage the Cowardly Dog? Um, Courage the Cowardly Dog, I remember for being weird. I remember that being like a very like, what is going on? And we've talked about in our cartoon season, we talked a little bit about courage. Uh, So go back and listen to that. I think what I, I remember being dirty. I just remember watching it and be like, nah, dog, look at those teeth. Look at that goo. Why is he going to eat that? Why is everything so making me like my stomach turn? Yeah. I mean, that was once again, I mean, you know, we hate to be the old heads on this, but they just don't make them like they used to, Mm-mm. you know, like, like you said, you're right. There was like a, a grime to yeah. encourage the cowardly dog. It was like gritty. There, there was, it was not intended to be pleasant. Like, I'm not saying that we haven't, I'm not saying that this is like the peak of cartoons. Like even to the today's standard, I know adventure time is like an incredible show. Steven's magical universe, something, something yep. like that. Like, but those all have like a nice little shine to them. They look, they look real nice and cute. Looks like walking into a Baskin Robbins. Everything looks delicious and I want to try it all. Courage Cowardly Dog is like walking into the janitor's closet. It's creepy. Yeah, dude, everything's dirty. Dripping. Why is that wet? I don't yeah. know. But don't, you're like, do I touch it? You can, but I, that's, your, that's at your own discretion. That's your prerogative. Everything's scary. Monsters always come. Why did they live in this middle of this field? And everything wanted to kill him. I don't know, but they're protected by this beautiful little dog. That was, I do, I do love the story of, yeah, just this tiny little dog who is, yeah, perpetually, he, he's, he's annoying at how scared he is. But then, yeah, the fact that like, he always does, he always shows up for that family. And he protects all a dog is. And it taught us the valuable lesson as kids that, you know what? You're allowed to be scared. Everyone's scared. Everyone's scared of something, but you got to stand up to it. You gotta protect your family and protect what you think is right. That's what Courage the Cowardly Dog did for us. And that's been Cody's Cartoon Corner. Thank you for spending your time with us. Nick, let's get back to the main. Are you trying to, are you, was this a lesson in how I need, I need to be like Courage and pick one? Hey man, everyone takes different lessons from Courage the Cowardly Dog. You know, like we've all watched it. We've learned everything. You learn at your own rate. Whatever you took from Courage is for you to take from Courage. That being said, we do have to pick one of these. I'm gonna go with Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Shania Twain, for a brief moment during that song, I kind of know what it's like. I don't really, obviously. I can't. Obviously. But my heart, in my heart, I feel for a brief moment, like maybe, maybe I could. I, I gotta go smooth. I do, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking through this song and I'm like, like, and, and I, I don't want to take anything away from Man, I feel, I feel like, man, that is obviously a good song, but smooth even from just like somewhat of a poetry standpoint is like worth looking at on that level of like, oh, this is just like, very well done, very well written. It's got that vibe. I don't the, want to take wait, away the liberation. Second to none, Santana, you did it again. Huh. Wickedly smooth. It's smooth. We said it before. It, it is the smooth, creamy peanut butter of music. Everybody loves it. It belongs. And that, uh, those riffs, those licks. Talk about honoring God. Am I right? Yeah. But Santa, <laughs> I mean, man, I feel is like- this Christian, Is this Christian music? Everything's Christian music when it honors God and so strongly. When, when that, when them licks is that strong. All right. So here we are, folks. We are, we, we are at an impasse. So we'll settle it the only way we know how with the American voting coin of 2004 as brought to you by random.org. We have John Kerry on one side. We have George Bush on the other. We have the low seed getting to pick, which is Cody with the 10 seed man. I feel like a woman, Cody. 
What you going to do, big guy? You know what? I think I'm going to go with George W. Bush. I think me and him would have a great time listening to this song, drinking a few brewskis. Just, it'd be a fun time. That Maybe does. karaoke. Ah, uh, George, I, that would, oh God. It sucks so much at how we, how so differently we feel about George Bush now based on a previous president. Cause it's like, <laughs> I fucking hated you and I still probably do, but would I do? I want to see you perform karaoke singing uh, Shania Train Man, I Feel Like Woman. I'm like, that would be funny. I it would be. All I'll right. Take it. All right. So we will flip. Oh, Bush. All right, man. The I feel champion. Like a woman. We in the first round knocked out who we chose to be the champion. Yeah. This is wild. I, I'm not mad about it. I I think that it's like I said. I don't I don't disagree with this song. So so then we move on to the the other matchup we have, which is the two seed Mambo number five going up against the 15 seed All Star. Now, Cody, I'm going to ask you a question about what you remember from 1999, mm-hmm. and that is because you know we all view Smash Mouth ironically now, right? Yes. Like I think everyone but can you can you think back to 1999 we all just actually liked smash mouth right like we were like oh yeah funky these funky dads in their bowling t-shirts playing some like which is let's remember like some of the lyrics in all-star are progressive like he's talking about global warming within the song he's talking about the fact of like you grow up all you do is get dumber your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb you learn more, you act, you still act stupid. Well, so it got that Shrek rub. Anything that touched Shrek when it first came out, Cody, stank fuck on it. you. This song got the Mystery Man rub first. If there was oh, any stank on it first, this is from Mystery Man. Shrek takes it later and, and uses it for its own. Actually, is it does get used by Shrek, right? I think so. I know Smash, we all know Smash Mouth as the Shrek band. But is All-Star in Shrek? You know what? And Shrek came out in 2001. So they dug deep in the vault, three years deep to get this All-Star jam. <laughs> I remember even, even to that point, at that point when Shrek, when you watch Shrek, and All-Star isn't it, it's in the intro, the first the first moment of Shrek. Even when that it came on at that point, you're like, wow, you all got a nostalgia song. Yeah, right? Three years in the Shit dug in deep. For, that was maybe, maybe that's my first time of feeling nostalgia as a kid. That I was like, oh, I've heard this song. This I is rem- an old dad. I remember this song from, oh, I was such a young boy back then. Here's Eight. the deal though. All-Star takes you back to Shrek. All-Star, maybe you have some nostalgia with it. Mambo number five is 1999. There is nothing, there's no time cap. If I had to send someone, someone was like, I've never been to 99. I missed it. What was it like? I would give a Mambo number five and I'd be like, it was like this. <laughs> This was 1999. <laughs> this is what it was like. Oh, everyone had a lot of girlfriends. No, the music was, you don't know. It was so just everyone this. was listening to like Latin music. Not, no, kind of a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but no, nah, that's not really it either. This is just Let's don't listen we... to the music, listen to the spirit of it. That the story of Lou Bega is the story of 1999. It came and it went. And it never came again. <laughs> and it was the wildest. But it time. went so hard. Lou Bega, he had Mambo number five. He had his version. You know who else picked up a version? Disney. You know, Disney. Disney came a call and was like, can you rewrite this so it involves Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck? And I you think know what Lou Bega did as an artist who would never ever stoop 
so low as to sell out. He sold out. I so here's I was so we so Cody and I in making this list and learning about 1999 songs learned a lot about Mambo Number no. Five. As he mentioned, we learned that he create that Lou Bega created a Disney version because in my head I was like, well, why would you need a Disney? Isn't this song pretty wholesome as it is? I mean, outside of just naming a bunch of women that he wants to see and be with, but you could you can you can you can wipe that off for kids. He's just oh, those are his friends. Those are his friends that he wants to hang out with. And it's, and for the most part, this song is pretty clean. It's just in the very beginning, the first verse, him talking about needing to go to the liquor store, doesn't want to drink gin and juice with his friends, but doesn't want beer because he had a bad buzz last week. That's the, that's the most controversial. So I understand when Disney came to him and wrote him, I wonder, what do you think the check is from Disney? That they're like, hey, you've got a big hit. All the kids want to hear it on on Disney radio. <laughs> These but kids are fucking clamoring for Mambo number five. We but got we got Monica, you... Erica, Rita, Tina. They're sending us letters. They need the kids' version of Mambo number five. But we can't have you talking about liquor stores on there. And that's really the worst part of this song. This song just needs to have liquor store, gin and tonic, and beer edited out of it. And it's an entirely family-friendly song. But Disney came with that fat, fat check. And then he turns, I mean, just so you know, he, that's not the only lyric he changes. He does change the entire thing to be like, a little bit of Minnie in my life, a little bit of Mickey by my, like he literally, all he does is just add in w- yeah. just a Disney character to make up for it. A little bit of Goofy is all I need, a little bit of Donald funny as shit. Like it's, yeah. he just makes, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But it had to be a significant amount, right? You're not redoing a whole song because you got to get in the studio. You got to make a music video. That ain't just shit you do when you already have a hit, when you already got that Lou Bega money. Once again, I just want to go back to, because it feels like now, like what's on the radio, it feels like now nothing accidentally becomes big. You really do see the corporate machine behind all of like today's music and hits, right? You're like, oh, I get how that got big. Okay. Like this song by a man... Also, Lou Bega, German, by the way, for anyone who is wondering, he's a German man who can't, who sings this song. Do you think Donald Faison does a good Lou Bega impression? Or do we want to maybe talk about my favorite conspiracy, which is that maybe they're the same person? Okay, go on. Dig into this. I'm late. Let me say I'm just it. saying, when does Scrubs come out? Scrubs comes out in 2001. Is Lou Bega's career already done by then? I think so. I think so. I think Donald Faison, when he, goes, he goes and does Clueless. Big, big movie, but that's before 99. He's trying to figure out how do I reinvent? You have to remember too, this is the time of reinvention. Cher's reinventing herself. Madonna's reinventing herself. Donald Faison is like, why can't I do something different? He's obviously watched Scrubs. The man has vocal chops and is a talented dancer. He is. He's got moves. He's got moves. He very easily could have just said, why don't I take on a new, I'll reinvent myself as this man named Lou Bega, and I'll sing songs about women I banged. But by then, Donald Faison would have banged a lot of women, had Probably sex with relations. Why wouldn't he have? He was famous enough. So then he writes a song about it, gets it on the radio, it gets big. But then, I don't think, this is, I truly, I don't think anyone has listened to another song by Lou Bega. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. <laughs> this is not even a one-hit one. I I can't even like where Cody when Cody's like, I don't know any other songs by LFO besides Summer Girls. I'm like, you shut your mouth. They had other songs you chose not to listen. It's wild to me that that there is a whole album and no one knows 
does Lubega sound like that on all the tracks or is that like the one misnomer? Yeah. Is it like the re- that's got to be it. Maybe the reason we haven't listened to more Lubega is because this is his, this was his throwaway one. He's like, listen how weird this is. This isn't like my normal music at all. No one's going to like this. Blew up. And he's like, well, fuck. This is, this to me, there was a band, Finger Eleven, who had that song, if I traded it, oh, if I gave it away for one thing. Remember that song? Yeah, I do. Okay. So everyone's like, oh, look at these soft rock giants. Look at these nice men singing their soft rock about life and, and troubles. This might be the new train. What no one knew is that that was a metal band. Finger Eleven played hard, aggressive music. They were on the Punisher soundtrack before that <laughs> song ever came out. And so I can't imagine people go out and buy Finger Eleven's album, which ha- they're like, you know, you know, right away at Target in the CD section, they're like looking for Finger Eleven. There's a giant sticker that says featuring the, the hit single, If I Traded It All. And people are like, yes, perfect. They put it in first song out. It's like, and they're like, what the fuck? I have to imagine that was Lubega. You like said people- Lubega's German? He's, yeah. What if he's actually in Rammstein? Has anyone seen the band Rammstein? <laughs> Could any, please raise your hand. We'll wait. <laughs> I, we've all heard Rammstein, but has anyone, do we know what they look like? No. I, no. I posit you this. Lou Vega is actually Donald Faison and he's also in Rammstein. <laughs> and no one can say I'm wrong. And where is the biopic of that? <laughs> of Donald Faison having to, where's my sitcom of Donald Faison running on set to do scrubs and then having to run across town to go play in Ramstein. <laughs> All right, I'm locking, I gotta lock in Lou Vega's Mama number five, just because I, I, <sighs> it is 1999. He never did anything else. There's not like all-star. I have all these other emotions tied up to it or other things. I think Shrek, I think of just the jokes about the song. Mama number five is a time capsule that no matter how hard I try to forget it, I can't. I, I, I think I, I, I'm going to go with you also. And this is one of those things too, where we look at, you know, where are we at now versus where were we then? And like I said, Smash Mouth at the time, I do think everyone's like, oh, there's like a genuinely fun little funky rock band. And then, you know, it's kind of cliche, but you live long enough. You don't, if you don't die the hero, you live long enough to become the villain. There are videos of Smash Mouth playing Sturgis this year, basically shitting on COVID. <laughs> and people dying from him. he's like glad to see all you motherfuckers out here fuck COVID. like it's the crowd saying fuck covid and you're like oh man like i understand when ted nugent wants to come out onto the stage at sturgis bike rally motorcycle rally and like gets the crowd going with a fuck covid chant how are you gonna sit here and be like all right everyone fuck covid fuck covid all right somebody once told me the world <laughs> is gonna roll me here's like, our song that you might remember from the famous children's movie shrek <laughs> like you're not hard at all all right uh, yeah so i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna move mambo number five into i'll move it into the elite eight with you here so that leaves us with man i feel like a woman a, a feminist anthem if there ever was one going up against the number two seed mambo number five a song where a man just tells you every woman he's slept with. <laughs> and welcome to 1999. <laughs> and we couldn't, we couldn't have brought you back to a more perfect picture of what 1999 was like. We were dealing with what we had. We were worried about the millennium. All the computers were going to roll against us. Women were finally proud to feel like women. And we still, it was okay to list in order of your sexual partners if you were a man. And not only that, we would fucking put, we'd make a Disney version of it. Yeah, Disney saw that song and we're like, 
as long as you flip these names, we can make money. Now, Cody, one thing we haven't told the people about, and another reason I had to move Mambo number five on to continue the conversation, because I, I did tease going. it. Yeah. I know. Hey, world, this happened. So Mambo number five comes out in 1999. Is a hit unanimously. Everyone loves it. it. And then it goes away. As Cody's mentioned, it is a perfect time capsule. Well, then, much like how All-Star became big in 2001 because of Shrek, Mambo number five has a resurgence. Now, is it Lou Bega's Mambo number five? No, 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 no. The creators, the British creators, because this surprised us, of Bob the Builder were, were kicking around some ideas and we're apparently we're listening to a little too much Weird Al and we're like, we could do that. What if we just redid the hit song Mambo number five, but it's about building stuff with Bob the Builder. Now, for many of you, you're like, okay, okay, why are you, Nick, you go on the dumbest rants and waste so much of my life talking about shit I don't care about. So Cody, I'm gonna let you tell them I'm going to let you tell them. I'm going to stop my rant. And Cody, I'm going to let you tell them why I ha- why we need to tell them that a Bob the Builder, Mambo Number no. 5 cover exists. Please explain to them, Cody. Yeah, I want to preface this by saying, Australia, are, are you okay? Is everything okay there? Because there's no reason on earth that Mambo Number no. 5, as done by Bob the Builder, about building stuff and digging holes, should go platinum in Australia. This song went platinum. It was on top of the charts. It was the single ruled that what? It was the peak position number two in Australia, number four in Ireland, number one in Scotland, number one in the UK. Y'all, are you okay? It peaked higher than I believe the original Mambo number five. No, Mambo number five is a unanimous number one hit across the board. Actually, not in America. It didn't make it, it made it to number three in America, mainstream top 40, but it's still not a billboard number one. But overall, in the rest of the world, it goes number one pretty unanimously. Why is everyone listening to a children's parody song of Mambo number five over Mambo number five? Right. What that's I mean, there's so many questions to be asked. If you wanted to just listen to Mambo number five again, because you're like, well, that was a fun time. And this Bob the Builder song reminds you, why not just play the original? Why do you want to hear? Because once again, it's a parody song. So it's about Bob the Builder talking about building. He's like, a little bit of concrete in my life, a little bit of shovels are what I need. It's, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And the and there is a subsect of the of the world that was like enamored with this. And do you want to know why America wasn't? This is the other part of the timing of this. You're like, why didn't this get anywhere in America? This happens on the third of September two thousand and one, which is when this <laughs> uh, which is when this released. So imagine. Do you remember? I'm not. We're not going to get too dark on this, but obviously you kind of know what happens around the middle of September two thousand and one, and where we were as a country. The rest of the world, instead of being in mourning with us, was listening to Bob the Builder Mambo Number no. Five parody tracks. Are you fucking kidding me? That's you guys. That's Show a little bit of respect. No. Also, besides that, that's what life could have been like. That's not what they all the lives lost. All that I don't want to get into it. But that's what they took away from us. They took away from us the parody Bob the Builder song. Yeah, because it it doesn't it doesn't track at all here. I'm. It is. So that's wild to me. Y'all needed to know that that's in your lives. Now, Cody and I are actually going to end a friendly competition to do an entire 10 part series, serial style on this phenomenon and understanding what was going on. We do need to get those Patreon funds up though, to start that. Cause we're going to have to, we're going to need to fly to Australia and Scotland and we're gonna have to talk to the people. Can you imagine Cody? Here's, here's what's also crazy about that. 
is you have to think that that means that it's in jukeboxes, yeah, right? No, here's the deal. Like, you're so, in a bar, you're in a pub in Scotland and someone hits E4 because <laughs> it's a hit. Can you imagine being the guy that calls like, calls the radio station is like, uh, hello, yeah, come on, Bob the Builder, please. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I get doing something for the lulls. Don't get me wrong. But like, there's only so many ways that we as a society are going to be able to like historically look back on ourselves. And one of them is through our charts, is through what was popular during a certain time. So someone at some point is going to look back through and say, what was pop, what was popular music? What was important music that people listened to? Let me find a chart from 2001. Let me just go into September right after summer. All the big summer hits have been out. Let me see what would be the most popular thing in Europe and in Australia. Oh, wait. It was Bob the fucking Builder's parody cover of Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5 <laughs> from 1999. <laughs> Dear Lord, the world's not okay. Like, this is the shit. This is when, when people are like, it's a simulation. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's this fair. Is the stuff that proves the matrix theory. This is what it is. Because there's no world that exists where you're like, that's someone playing Sims. That's you. Let, that's someone playing Sims and be like, well, this will be funny to to play the music for. It's it's wild. We've talked a lot about it. With all that being said, I mean, I'm gonna move, man. I feel like a woman on. I think so too. Uh, oh, it's tough. I don't. Actually. I I mean, here's the thing. I don't actually like Mambo Number no. Five as a song. I don't think I do either. That's why I'm gonna go, man. I feel like a woman, but I do agree that it is that is 1999. Yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, I think that's you if know. If it comes on at a party now, I don't think it's gonna get the people going. Like, man, I feel like a woman will. No, I mean, I've not recently, obviously, but in my karaoke time, I would say, man, I feel like a woman comes on. That's that's going to get the people that still gets the crowd going. Yeah. A, uh, I, I mean, also don't do Mambo number five for karaoke. Unless that's you're Donald flies on. Well, then you're just doing your own stuff. And that's also lame. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to see like Steven Tyler. I don't think I want Steven Tyler from Aerosmith to come into a karaoke bar and sing Walk This Way. Have you seen the YouTube video where they take Jewel and they put a bunch of prosthetics on her to make her not look like Jewel? And then they send her to a karaoke bar and she sings Jewel songs and the crowd's just like, what? Dear I mean, God. that's fine. But there's also that the next day, someone else who was just a normal person did that and the crowd reacted the exact same way. Good singers generally get positive reaction. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> oh, wow, you're singing that song very well. Cool. I don't, I don't ever think to be like, you're do. Oh man, you're just as good, if not better than the original. I'm like, it's just a, oh, that was nice. Thank you for, thank you for using your talent and making me happy. That's all. <laughs> all right. I, I, you were not as amazed by the video as you should watch. I was, I, cause I, 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 you, dude, you know, most weekends in my twenties were spent at, a, at karaoke bars. And so I just, this, I don't, there's no value in like, once again, this is where my theory of like, there are a lot of good singers in this world. There just are, and it's fine. It's a great thing. It's fine. That's your talent, but like, there's a lot of them, and so like to see someone sing well at karaoke is does not give me the boner that I guess it does for you. <laughs> That's fair. We're lucky, man. I feel like a woman in the final four. 1999's lit, y'all. I, but is our final four lit, Cody? Is this is this 1999? Is not saying, man, I'm still, I'm sorry. This list, it, we'll get to it. When we talk, when we finally get to final four, I'm sure I will have opinions. But 
here we are, folks. Man, I feel like a woman going on into the final four. Thank you so much for listening to Friendly Competition. If you want to help out your boys, a few things you can do. As always, tell a friend, share with a friend, and then wherever you're listening to this, follow, like, subscribe. All of the things would be very helpful. Absolutely. And follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp pod if you have an idea for a whole 16 team tournament you'd like to see done email us to us at friendly competition podcast gmail.com or you can go to our website friendly competition podcast.com go to contact and submit through there and as always shout outs to charizard for our intro and outro music going to hear more of their stuff heading over to Bandcamp. type in charizard replace the vowels with sixes group d gonna drop on wednesday but until then i'm nick keller and i'm cody lena see you on the boat <laughs>